Was it knockoff? I'm like 90% sure. I was thinking you were nonstop wearing Ed Hardy pocketbook parties. parties? Do those still happen? What the hell was that about? We were sitting in that playroom while those pocketbooks were being snatched from the tables. We would actually sit amongst 50 plus 45 year old women who were in a home to buy bootleg bags. Get a plate, sit and watch these women shop stuffed to the brim with an onion dip. Yep. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Oh. Hello, you guys. This is Good Children. You were working on that one. I know you were. I was because I tend to go low. Yeah. I'm always going low. And you went up just now. Good for you. I changed the notes. So. Yeah. If you're new here, this is Good Children, the podcast where me and Andrew talk about our joint childhood in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and all of the nostalgia, trauma, and bootcut genes that come with it. Speaking of trauma, what is your most iconic first day of school outfit? I wouldn't say it's iconic, but I would definitely say it was on brand for me was the baby blue Vineyard Vines button down with the salmon short. This is really and, on brand at this point. And the Sperry. I, you couldn't even put a put a level on the stress that I was feeling. I don't know what that was about. Isn't that sick? It so was the Met Gala. It was the Met Gala. You're walking through those doors and you're like... And no one's looking at smirking. you. Smirking. Nobody's looking at you. Like, but in your head, everybody is, is looking thing. at you. Besides that, every other year I came in with a fresh pair of Jordans. Oh my God. Well, yeah. You know you love feet. I feel like for me, because fun fact for the audience, me and Andrew did not go to the same high school. I went to a Catholic school. So that was me for dress down days. Yeah. I was like, I need to buy a complete outfit for the four times a year where I could actually show what I was wearing. Oh my gosh. For me, my most iconic first day of school outfit had to be like, oh, I'll never forget. I'll never forget this. This was my first time experiencing internet hate at 11 years old. Um, and the, the, the place for it was, of course, webkinsinsider.forum.com, which was a forum for Webkins fans um, that I was using in middle school. On that website, I posted a poll that was like, pick my first day of school outfit for me. I've always been like in my head, like truly um, a I've, celeb, but like an HRH. Like it's yes. always been like a, I have been like a fashion celebrity as a child. Okay. So like one outfit was like a very muted brown look and the mm. other was all mousse. All Abercrombie Moose, shorts, top, everything. And so many, I would say adults, adults on webkinsinsider.com were like, absolutely do not wear that. And that's when like the hate started flowing in because I started defending the moose look. And I did wear the moose look. Um, you and always rocked the moose look. I love a brand. I love a logo. You loved Ed Hardy. Oh my God, Ed Hardy. I was wearing Ed Hardy constantly. Constant. But it really was a who wore it better. Right. And speaking of beefs, we had some beefs. We had a few. We had a few beefs. Well, I don't know where you're going with this beefs. Oh, we had a few grade A beef fights. I would say throughout oh. our time together in school. Oh, absolutely. Where should we start? Are there any times where I've offended you? Because I can no. list about five that were you were the catalyst. No, you never offended me because I never felt offended by you. But I do think that I never meant to offend you. But you always felt offended. Let's ask the audience. Fourth grade, we have the same teacher. There's a new kid in school. It's Andrew's birthday. He brings in cupcakes. You would get to designate a person to carry your cupcakes around with you. So you go around the classes and you're handing out the cupcakes. Obviously, I'm expecting to be Andrew's cupcake handler. 
but who does Andrew pick? Because I felt as if though he needed a friend. And I was like, you know it's what? Like I'm gonna pick him because bullshit. he clearly is a little bit troubled and I want I want to be that person for him. So I'm like, you know what? Joe's really not gonna care that much politics. because we have been best it's friends politics. forever. It is politics. It's gross. It really is politics. And it is my people pleaser. And but I at cared. the end of the day, you did really care. And then we and I felt sick. Yeah, he didn't talk to me in the playground. Yes, and we had someone, another boy, had to actually get me and Andrew back together. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. He always was bringing us back together. He said, I want you guys to shake. Because we were not talking. We were, like, not talking in the playground. Like, probably both honestly crying. Yeah. Um, and Lewis was like, you guys have to shake and make up. Which was actually very noble of that fourth grade boy. Really, really noble. And we shook him. We moved on. Yeah. You really Until fifth grade when it happened again. And this time is worse. This time is worse, in my opinion. It's class election season. Andrew is obviously in the running for president. I also obviously was in the primaries for president. Do you know this story? No. I wrote a rap. And I remember rehearsing it beforehand with my mom, like going to school, like... And like there was I a moment, I know it's so sad. There was a moment where it was like, clap it up, clap it up. And I remember going into student council after school, this girl saw the paper ahead of time, like saw my speech and saw my rap and no. was like, clap it up. Like, are you singing? And I obviously was like, no. And then I went up there and read my rap like it was a speech and skipped the clap it up parts. No, you're kidding me. And it was so awkward and bad. And I just like went. Yo, what is that about? You really should have rapped it. I know. Honestly, I think that's what stopped my music career. Oh my God. You know what I mean? I think that was the moment where I was like, no, I can't sing. I don't even want to talk about the story that follows after this because it's going to make me sick. What happens next? What happens next? I was getting beat down. You were getting beat down in elementary yeah, school. What was that because about? Because what happens next is Andrew obviously wins the primaries and the president obviously has to pick a campaign manager. Andrew chooses some fourth grade girl who I honestly, once again, think neither of us knew. Yeah, no. It once again was politics. It was politics. It was strategy. Yes. I was like, you know what? I need a woman on the ballot. I I want to reach a different audience. I want the fourth graders to be represented here. And I think that she deserves it. And Joe's not going to care. And, and I care. And at this moment, Joe, I do want to openly apologize and say I am very, very sorry. That was uh, a huge miss on my part. Like, you would have been the best KP well, manager. Because, I mean, you still won president, but I did run a fucking good campaign because the other opponent picked me as their campaign manager. Yes. We had a website, which was yep. huge in 2007. Yep. We had Vote for Pedro shirts with Vote for Minhal. And I cried. I'll never forget. I cried. When the shirts happened? Yeah. I cried. Wow. I never forget. He was like, I got shirts. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to lose. I'm a loser. And then I cried. And I still won because I came out on that stage and I made a speech and I was ready. Yeah. It was my politician era, Ben Platt. I was to say not to bring up the BPAs. Oh, no, please. We can bring up the BPAs. Let's bring up the BPAs because this was my politician era. And I would say that the kind of like we kind of put a halt to it, the politician era. Right. But it's carried throughout every single year up until college, through college. Right. Right. I thought I was going to be a politician. Final beef that I could think of in this moment. Seventh grade. Yeah. What was that about? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember what happened in seventh grade. All I remember is I came into Mrs. D 
seventh grade math class and Joe wasn't speaking to me and I kind of was like why isn't Joe speaking to me what did I do wrong it was kind of like the victim thing I was like it's my fault obviously he's not even looking my way we sat next to each other and I was like wait this really stinks like Joe hey Joe what's up and what was it Joe (laughs) what was it Joe we went to Panera and my mom bought you a chocolate chip cookie and you didn't say thank you and I said, he's honestly ungrateful, and he doesn't deserve to be my friend. I actually think, like, so it was from a, all of these stories, like, I, I'm ungrateful. But yeah. at the end of the day, there's been people who have come and go. Yeah. But who are we doing this podcast with? Ah, <sighs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, that took a turn. So the rest of the episode will be tense, but we'll still have a good time talking about school. In elementary school, there was a gifted and talented program called Horizons, and you needed to test to get into it with your IQ. Out of the both of us, who tested into the gifted and talented program? Please raise your hand. It's me. It's Joe, me talk a little bit about hand. Horizons because... Horizons was great. I mean, I don't know what it was like. I don't know if like gifted and talented was um, like standardized throughout America or if it was like whatever you wanted to do was different but like we were just f- fucking doing shit you know yeah. like I was eating pomegranates like that's what I remember the most is like eating a lot of hummus um we were like learning a lot about you were like eating in we this... learned a lot about the Middle East and there was a lot of like food like a lot of cultural food happening for some reason it was honestly so much fun like and I would get pulled out of like math to do it um, I'm gonna say it I have never been more jealous I'm sure I was so jealous yeah. i was like i want to be gifted and talented it's so fucked i was up. like i'm gifted and talented and i can't believe i'm not in it can you right. just jim jim i will say like truly i mean it wasn't as bad as elementary school i the only class i ever caught in my entire life like religiously was gym i did not go to gym in high school how do you feel about the relay races those were I honestly to... fucked up yes relay races were public humiliation yes you know what i still have nightmares about the, the pacer, pacer test. test. Yes. I mean, what the hell was that about? No, that was that was public. I hear those beeps in my fucking sleep. On your mark, get ready, start. The pacer test was our generation's hunger game. And then you're done with the the runs, and they're saying drop and give me twenty. Oh, I did not experience that. You weren't doing push-ups. I, I wouldn't even be able to possibly try. The only one that I actually surpassed was the stretch. <laughs> was the finger oh my toe God. stretch because my fingers did go over these wow. toes. Wow. Yeah. And they were like, you are actually exceeding everybody in your category, but everything else, like we should call <sighs> when your When they parents. weigh you, getting weighed when they in weigh gym you, was actually... It was worse than stepping on the Wii scale. Oh my God. The Wii and scale? nothing is worse than that. Nothing. The Wii scale gave me an eating disorder, 100%. 100%. Steps on scale. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> We were just doing it for fun at some points. We were just in your basement. We were stepping to, on that scale. I was trying to play Wii Bowling. We were like, ha, let's play Wii Bowling. And let's then, step on the we, scale. Fuck. And then, <laughs> and then it would actually draw an outline of what they thought you looked like. Where is the class action? Where is the class action? That had to fuck up a generation of children. Oh, 100%. Of, of, human, of everyone. 100%. I'll never forget knowing I wasn't there, but I know for a fact that you completely stripped naked to get on a Wii Fit scale at someone else's house because you wanted the weight to be accurate. I, I told them, I said, turn around. <laughs> I said, please turn around. I need to get naked just because I know that these sweatpants weigh at least two pounds. Another absolutely horrific experience of my life in school was the multiplication quizzes in second grade. Third grade? Fourth. 
No, for sure. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I, absolutely not. It was second or third grade. It was fourth third grade. grade. It was third grade. Fourth grade. Third grade. I'll never forget taking the fourth and third grade. grade. Times Maybe table you didn't have any third grade, but I had the third grade class. Maybe I also had it in third grade. You probably did because you were gifted and talented. I'll never forget second. grade. Well, this is, has nothing to do with times tables. Never mind. What was it? Do you remember what the bonus word was on the quiz, on the spelling quiz? In second grade? Metamorphosis. Remember in second grade when my teacher called my mom and said Joe was going to need some extra love today because a girl said something really terrible to him and I don't know what it was. You don't remember day. what it was. No, no one knows. One day it's actually going to hit you. I'm going like to do ayahuasca. I'll do ayahuasca and I will, my third eye is going to open and it's going to be that moment. You're a faggot. And I was like, oh. And listen, when people were calling you that, I was immediately saying, yeah, I'm a bunch of sticks. I'm a bunch of sticks. Calling me a faggot? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cigarette. I'm I'm smoking. I'm smoking. And they were like, what the hell? I, that would actually put them to silence. Oh, yeah. I would silence them. Yeah. Because I'd be like, that doesn't hurt me. Cigarettes. I'm British. Yeah, it was sad. But back to the times tables quiz. That's why our fourth grade teacher hated me. She hated my guts. Yeah, she did. I did the nine times tables quiz. And I would say record time. I think I broke the record for the whole school. I can only imagine it was 20 seconds. And I, doom, 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 I, and I threw my pencil down because I was one of those. And then obviously I throw my pencil down and I'm like, I smirk. And that was just the energy that I was giving off. I know, I know. You live and you learn. And Did you, you learned like 10 years later. Yeah, I mean, like I, I learned probably last year. <laughs> so, so like I am a completely different right, person and right. I do want anybody who has li is listening from school mm -hmm. to recognize like I have, I have learned a lot. Something you learned in fourth grade, not to eat white out. Actually, Joe, you are, you have been gaslighting me for a while because Joe actually told, did you not tell me to eat the white out? No, I can tell you what happened. You got white out on your hand and yeah. for some reason chose to lick it off in fourth grade. I, and then I read the back, it's Andrew, this is toxic. You're going to die. And that's when the tears that's started. That's what it was. That's, that's when the hysterics started. I did start sobbing. And I was like, wait, I'm gonna die? I'm eight. Sobbing. You were always sobbing. Well, I was actually always sobbing. You were bawling. Bawling. I'll never forget. Sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I got held after class because I got a 20 on my fossils quiz. Yep. Blubbering like a baby. I got held after sixth grade. She said, you gotta stop crying. You're in middle school. Stop being such a baby. Why? Why was middle school treated like the Marines? You're gonna be in. What? You're gonna be 13 next year. Grow up. I'm still a child. All right. I'm a baby. It's okay. I'm playing with littlest pet shops when I go home. Littlest pet shops, and it's fine if I was to write all of the answers to the math quiz in my hand. You're a fucking cheater. I, was, I don't like oh, a cheater. I know. This little stupid loser raises his hand. I raise my hand during the quiz. The teacher comes up to me and says, what's on your hand? I said, um, nothing. She, she took my hand. She read my hand and she ripped that quiz off my desk and gave me a, f she actually gave me the fattest zero I've ever seen. Yeah, that's right. I was really always true. a cheater. I got by on, on hard work. You did get by on hard work. Listen, Joe was never really putting in hard work, but Joe was gifted and talented. I was studying seven days in advance, sweating. How sick much to my did you stomach. study for the SATs? I had two SAT tutors. I took the SAT three times, and I took the ACT three times. Um, I would go from school to practice to a sports practice, then probably to my French horn teacher. 
Um, and then probably to the SAT tutor. But uh, yeah, that's how, how much do you study for the SAT, Joe? I I got the book. I like did like one practice test the night before. Yeah. I'm on the way to the SATs and my mom says, are you ready for your ACTs? And I said, what are you talking about? And again, Joe passed with flying colors. He probably got one of the highest grades. And I took the SAT three times and I got the same score every single time. That's psychosomatic. That's something in your head. Yeah. And when I took the ACT, I drove to, um, I drove two and a half hours. What? To New Jersey. Is that legal? (laughs) Is that legal? (laughs) Yeah, you could could take it anywhere, but the ACT was only offered. It wasn't offered in New York during the winter. Or during February. There's something and so I, I scheduled it out here. so I could take it three times. There is something so And I drove wrong. to New Jersey. And during the math section, there was about 60 questions. And she said, 10 minutes left. And I was on question 30. I actually almost went up to her and said, I have to cancel the, the test. I got the same exact score. This is something I want to say to the, to the teenagers listening to this. Like, this is not normal and it's also not necessary not at all like i know this falls on deaf ears i know what it's like to be like a 16 year old 17 year old where you end up going to college does does not matter matter. it It genuinely does not matter and also i i i don't want to say grades don't matter but if i learned anything in my life it's that grades don't matter and you're only creating more anxiety and stress for yourself that is actually unneeded i want to say to you as a 25 year old who is like happy with his life i have not heard someone name what college they went to i have not Mm -mm. heard someone talk about what major they were Mm -mm. i certainly have not heard anyone talk about the sats except for him Mm. it is not important it is not important like what's important genuinely is that you have a good time yeah enjoy those years do whatever it is that makes you have fun, but it doesn't fucking matter. Why were the stage crew kids fucking like rabbits? Like in school, like in school in the cove. Oh my god! They had to lock the cove. The cove is like above the auditorium. There was a bed. There was a bucket of condoms. What? Yeah. I actually do remember that there was some crazy play parties. Yeah, there. Oh, the a, a cast party might as well be an orgy. Like I can't. I actually cannot. <laughs> like, I will never forget. I remember. Oh, it's coming back to me in this moment. It was the cast anything party went. for anything goes. I'm pretty sure like everyone just like kissed each other. The yeah. one day of the year that you would get the most attention, yearbook signing day. The yearbooks. So it's eighth grade. (laughs) It's eighth grade. I'm about to go into high school. And obviously I'm like, everybody's signing my yearbook. I feel so popular. This is so great. I can't say her name, but she knows who she is. She wrote in my yearbook, I hope you turn out straight. To which then I crossed out straight and wrote happy. And I could tell her one thing. Her wish did not come true. No. But my wish did. Oh. That was sweet. That was sweet. Thank Happy you pride. so much. It but gets better. Again, it gets wins. better. It gets better. Love wins. But you're 13 years old and someone's going to say that to you. Life That's ruining. actually crazy. Gut-wrenching. Life ruining. Yeah. But, Did she mean it like I want you to be my boyfriend or was she trying to be like... No, she was trying to be bully. She was trying to be bully, and See, we were and big bullies. This is bullied. the difference between me and you. I didn't experience a lot of that because I 
wouldn't let that person sign my yearbook. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You knew who you wanted to sign your yearbook. And yes. I, again... And it was the girls and the extend gays. Extend my net. Yeah. You Always. Just everyone. I'm like, everybody come in. Yeah. I want to make everybody feel good. And then there you're, are some people... You're so insistent on saying that that's about making everybody else feel good. When it's, it's about, about you making being liked by everybody. You're the audacity. I feel like this episode the is just... fucking audacity to say that everyone's going to feel good by signing your yearbook. <laughs> are you fucking kidding? <laughs> I want to make everyone feel good. You get tested right now. I feel like for me, the real... To piggyback off of your homophobia, the mm. homophobia really only kicked in for me on the internet. Mm. And specifically when we were posting on YouTube together. Like when it was, because again, like to, to recap from last week, YouTube was not what it is now. Social media was not what it is now, thank God. Um, but it was like, it was rare for someone in your school to like make any sort of content. Like mm. I think we were like one of probably like six kids in middle school that was making something and putting it on the internet. Word gets around fast when that happens. Like, if one person finds it, it kind of seeps through the school. And me and Andrew were, like, just, again, faggy, chubby kids on the internet. Like, being exactly that. So, when that word got around to the wrong people, like, I would come home from school, like, open up YouTube and have, like, like Tom and Jeff are fags. And, like, that's where my bullying would come in. Tom and Jeff kiss. Yes, yeah. They're dating. Yeah, all of that. Everything. Right. My haven was home. My haven was the internet. And then when that internet would get cracked like that, life ruining. I will say the main bully is now in prison. Oh, my gosh. So another lesson for you kids. Don't bully. Your bully is going to end up in prison. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Truly don't worry about it. You're going to end up doing a podcast and they'll be in prison. And we honestly could just decide at some point which of those is worse. Yep. Me and Andrew had our big, big time solo debut in the fourth grade chorus concert when we sang Amazing Grace. I'll never forget that moment of shared anxiety with you. That was it for us. I could have died. The look that we gave each other and like the... The only thing I remember from that experience was a bunch of like boys in the front row. And being like, no, 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 no. Because in chorus practice... With all the girls and gays, I didn't care. But I mean, at the same exact time, we finished, and at least I was like, I crushed that solo. I, oh, I obviously had a different experience. Wait. Um, I would say that the energy me and Andrew had at the Amazing Grace solo was definitely an opportunity to bully us. Do you guys like popcorn reading? I can't read out loud. Do you think it's like trauma from impediment? your speech impediment? Oh, I loved going to speech because speech is for the girls and the gays. If you're born on the list, immediately you are gay. You're going down that pipeline. Mm-hmm. It is like, they might as well just like slap a born this way shirt on you at birth. Speech was a queer sober space. You were like playing games. I was speech. playing games and I was like saying snake. No one ever understood me. In my album, is so happy. 
No, and I think that I understood you. It impacts how I speak because now I talk very intentionally. Yeah, and then I get comments saying, "Are you a British person pretending to be American?" Um, and and the answer is, I genuinely wish that was the case. Yeah, no. You know what the weirdest experience of my school years were? What? Fainting. Jo- I actually, I'm so happy that you brought it up because I totally forgot to bring it up earlier. <laughs> you were fainting. It was actually like the most tragic event happened in school. Thing. I was like, what happened to Joe? Yeah. Joe passed out. I will Speak never on forget. It. I did faint again in high school, but it's six. it's sixth grade. We're in science class. Here's the thing. I, both times I fainted, we were learning about the reproductive system. <laughs> no! I never told anyone that. I never told anyone that. Because I was like, no, this is like something's wrong with me. And now I'm unpacking the trauma here on air. Um, both times we were learning about the male and female reproductive system. And both times I fainted. Once in sixth grade, once in ninth grade. Joe, yeah, like what I saw is that di- about? I saw a diagram of a penis and I fainted. I hit the ground. The, the next thing I knew, there was a cold towel on me and my teacher who <laughs> was probably 92 pounds like, and five feet shorter than me was like on top of me with a cold towel freaking out. And I was getting wheeled out of the room. Oh my and gosh. It was, it, was, it was that moment for you. It was me seeing a penis. And, and you were like... Both times, though, in ninth grade, too, which is even crazier. Like, it's that's what it is. I definitely loved going to the nurse's office. I was oh, always God. finding a reason for a private bathroom. Oh my God. Um, yeah, because I could never, you wouldn't catch me dead in a public bathroom, no, especially yeah, in school, obviously. Yeah. But there was something reassuring about when you had a little strep throat gargling some salt water. You know what I mean? Nothing brought you there than that salt water gargle how often did you have strep throat oh i would say every other week sometimes you just need someone's mom to just be like do you want some ginger ale you want an ice pack yeah like i developed such close relationships with the nurses in Mm -hmm. all of my schools because i was like you're my mom yep like thanks for being here because they also would leave with you want me to call your parents and i'd say yeah yeah can I lay here? <laughs> Can I lay here till they come? Me You're like every gym. Mm-hmm. Me yes. when I had lunch and no friends. No. Yeah. You would go to the nurse's office I for go- an ice pack and a salt gargle? Yeah. I was never, I don't know what, you've been talking a lot about the salt gargle. You, everybody knows about the salt gargle. You have a little tickle in your throat and they're going to say, let's put a little salt in the water and like throw it back. I know about gargling salt water, but that was not happening to me like at the nurse a lot. Oh, it was happening to me every time I met the nurse. I would actually just ask for a little hit. Take the edge off. <gasps> Whenever I called my mom, she would be there in 20 minutes. My dad wouldn't answer. <laughs> my dad would show up three hours late. School already ended. He's swinging by in the parking lot. I'm like, all right, my dad's here. Did you ever have detention? No, never in my did. life. Never in my life. I had detention, but it was on purpose. That's weird. No, it wasn't. I was, it was freshman year of high school. And you wanted um, to be cool? You wanted to be bad? Yes. I saw the dean of freshmen in front of me and I saw all of the cool kids. I knew one of them. Um, and I was like, the way to get in right now is to get a detention in front of them. So I unbuttoned my top button because I was wearing a tie and my sweater vest. Unbuttoned it as much as I possibly could. Confidently walked past. and like So the cool kids are here. The dean is here. Young man. Detention. And I felt like the fucking shit. And did that help me socially? Absolutely not. How could it? Do you think that your life has been permanently altered because you didn't do musical theater in high school? Yes. Do you think that your life is better or worse 
that you didn't come out in high school. Worse. Yeah, I agree. Probably the only regret in my life yeah. is, like, at the very least, not coming out to you. Yeah. Same. It's so crazy to me. It is crazy that we never even said the words. Yeah. We never uttered the words. Meanwhile, we both knew. We, we both spent knew. every single day together. And that is, like, what a waste. What a waste. What a waste of, like, a decade. We could have been the catalyst for each other. I don't want to trigger you, but I think you should tell the story. The closet story? Yes. It's first grade. I'm six years old. And I like to talk. Clearly. Oh, We're here. Clearly. I love to chat. And at the end of the day, I just wanted to know what was going on in other people's lives. I'm chatting. It's first grade. My teacher, she... To punish me, put me during snack time in the storage closet. There was one table, one chair, and a shitload of costumes around me. I don't know why she had that many costumes. I don't know what was going on in that closet, but I can tell you what was going on in that closet, and that was me eating my snack by myself with the door closed. I don't even think that there was a window. There might have been a window, but there was limited light. That's Let me say that. So Everybody sad. else was having their social time at snack time. Everyone's laughing. Ha ha ha. Andrew's in the closet. Why is it Matilda? Andrew's in the closet. Andrew's in the closet. If Andrew wasn't in the closet, he was sitting outside of the classroom in that chair. That's actually the first time on this podcast where we've talked about real trauma. Like, that's actually fucked up. It was actually so messed up. And to this day, my parents don't believe me. No one ever believed you. No one ever believed me that I was put in that closet. And I was put in that closet for the entire year. Like, it happened probably 10 times I was put in that closet. And I was like, Mom, like, she's putting me in the closet. She's like, stop. She would never do that. She's a nice woman. And I was in the closet. You finally found your way out of the closet and now I, we're here. And I swung that door open and I said, I've been here before and I'm not coming back. Speaking of snack time. Devil dogs. Devil dogs. Oh yes, Jill. Yes, Jill. Stunning Jill. queen. Stunning this. queen. So what is your relationship to a devil dog? To a devil dog, I would say, like, this was definitely not a snack that we kept in the house, but it was definitely a treat. It was a treat. It was a treat. When you saw devil dogs in that cabinet, you knew. Oh, take a whiff. You're going to freak the fuck out. Oh! Oh my god, you took a bite. Okay. Take a bite, take a bite. I don't even like those. Maybe they've changed the formula, but I've never been like a Drake's girl. I wouldn't run to the store for the Drakes. I wouldn't run to the store for the Devil Dogs. Honestly, I'm going to put the other one aside for mm -hmm. later. After we stop filming. Uh -huh. Well, that was darker than I expected us to go I agree. in this episode. Um, but I'm glad that we went there. And I'm glad mm. we took you along with us. Yeah, it was it was definitely a lot of fun um, to unpack a lot of those memories here with you guys. We hope that you enjoyed. And if you felt like you resonated with any of it, it gets better. It gets better. Don't forget to like, comment, share, tell your friends, rate five stars, do it all. We love doing this. We love you. We're having a great time. And I guess we'll see you soon. We will see you soon. And if you're following us at Good Children Pod on TikTok, at Be Quiet Joe on TikTok, at Andrew underscore M U S K Y on TikTok, at J O E H E G Y E S Hedges on Instagram, at Andrew M U S C A R E L L A on Instagram.
clap it up. <laughs>